Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Don't Be a Drag. My name is Patrick and I'm one of your hosts. I know Mason has been gone for a little bit, but he will be back on hopefully in the next two weeks. We are currently testing out some stuff to try to get him on so that way we can do some remote recording from where he is and where I am so that way we can both be here because we miss each other and we know you enjoy both of us. So hopefully that'll be fixed in the next couple of weeks. But getting into today's episode, we are going to be talking with a queen out of Auburn. Her name is Kalana Blue, and she is an amazing performer and an amazing person. She is involved with Pride on the Plains, and she has also recently won titles as the Miss Roy G. Biv, as well as Miss Birmingham Rising Star. We got to watch her perform at Pride on the Plains a couple of weeks ago, and then we also got to see her perform at Central Alabama Pride last week. So it was amazing, and we hope you enjoy the interview and the discussion we're going to have. She's going to talk a little bit about her drag experience, as well as her involvement and her work in public education. So with that, we are going to be taking a quick break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Hello everyone, welcome back to Don't Be a Drag. As I said before, we have a very special guest coming on with us today. Miss Kalana Blue of the Auburn area is going to be talking with us about their drag and some of their experiences in the LGBT community, also with Pride on the Plains. So just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how you got started in drag. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. A little bit about Kalana. She's just an over-the-top, campy queen. Uh, very much uh, your southern belle, just overdone. Um, so that's kind of my aesthetic. It's kind of what I'm going for. Just making fun of the southern housewife, if you will. I really, I'm a Halloween queen. I got started because I wanted to do, um, I wanted to dress up as Dr. Frankenfurter for Halloween. I was going to a... Um, you know, I was going to a festival and all that fun stuff for Rocky Horror, and I just wanted to dress up and be a part of it, so I asked one of my friends if they would do my makeup for me, and um, she said, yes, that's Cora Blue, that's my now drag mother, and then after we did all that, she was like, I want to see you in, like, a real face, so she came over one rainy Sunday afternoon in November and um, put a real, you know, mug on me, and thus the monster was born. I'm guessing that you've kind of been around this for a little while before you started. What was one of your first, I guess, experiences or exposure to drag itself? Oh, one of my first experiences with drag, I was a little 16-year-old boy who decided to sneak into the gay club. Um, that was uh, 45 minutes away from my house and just kind of experienced that new world because I was raised for the Baptist. I was raised very sheltered. I couldn't really watch certain cartoons. I couldn't read certain books. So um, I, my friends had told me about imagination, and I was like, um, I want to see what this is all about. So we kind of all snuck in together as a group of 16, 17-year-olds. Um, into the gay club and I remember when the drag show started my mouth just hit the floor like I had no idea that you could take um entertaining and performing to that level now that you have been doing this for a little while you perform a lot in the Auburn area tell me a little bit about your group down there and some of the stuff that you guys do I do yeah 
yeah, we host a show, um, or I mainly host the show, every Saturday at Irish Bread Pub uh, upstairs at, called The Corner Bar. It's on top of the Irish Bread Pub in downtown Opelika. It's a really fun scene. Um, it's a really cool bar. If you've never been, we invite you to come out. Shows are at 9.30 and 11. We have a King show dedicated drag king show at 9 30 and then a main show featuring kings and queens and all the in-betweens starting at 11 and we're i don't know i just there's something different about the auburn drag community we're one really big family we all rag on each other we all throw shade at each other but at the end of the day we all love each other and we know that if there's ever a moment that we need something, we can reach out to one of our sisters, and they're going to help us. You know, I think that's not even just the LGBT and drag community out there. I think that's the Auburn community overall, because coming from a family that is really, really devoted to Auburn and that whole area, it seems like that's a whole big thing from just that area of Alabama, too. I feel like we're kind of in a little bubble here in Auburn, the Auburn of like an area. Um, do we get backlash from the community? Absolutely. It's Alabama. But overall, you know, we've had a really positive experience with drag shows and even Pride on the Plains, starting a Pride organization down here. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a learning experience for sure. Yeah, I finally got to get down there for my first ever time to see some of you guys for Pride on the Plains last weekend. And... Uh-huh. It, it was amazing because my first one was Central Alabama Pride in Birmingham last year in 2018, and it was like a whole new experience to me. And so I'm still fairly new getting to see these type of festivals and events and stuff, and it's just really heartwarming to see all that. But not even the events you are doing, but the support from some of the people in the community that I saw while I was there. Um, I forget what store it was, but as my friends and I were coming into Auburn, down, Ma- I think it was Magnolia – one of the stores that was right there on the center area had pride flags and the LGBT flag up in all their windows. And it was just really cool. That would be be one of our main sponsors behind the glass. They're a great, great supporter of pride on the plains and the LGBT community here in the South. Yeah. Just seeing them and seeing some of the other stores that put stuff up, that was just a really eye opening experience for us. And y'all are only in y'all's second year. This is our second year, yes. Yeah, and y'all have already started getting a lot of great support, so I'm super excited to see what you guys do. Tell me a little bit about the organization and how you guys got started, because we've talked with Chad before and now talking with you. This is only y'all's second year, but y'all have come so far really, really quickly. And we can credit that to the help of Central Alabama Pride and Druid City Pride and all the Pride organizations around the state of Alabama because when we first started, I mean, when you start a nonprofit, you don't know what you don't know. There are mm-hmm. a lot of things that you have to do in order to become a nonprofit 501c3. There's a lot of paperwork to fill out. You have to have a board of governors and all this fun stuff. You have to have bylaws and all that. So um, Central Alabama Pride and Druid City Pride were really big helps with that, with helping us form. Uh, Pride on the Plains and kind of helping us get moving. And Chad um, doesn't take as much credit for this as he de- as he deserves because literally I was sitting in my house one day and Chad Peacock calls me and he says, hey, I want to start a Pride organization in 
Auburn, would you be interested in helping? And I said, please do tell me more. And so as he began explaining his vision of, you know, I like going to other Pride festivals, but why can't I celebrate Pride here at home? You know, he just kind of hooked me with that. Like, Auburn has become my home, and it's where I live now for, and I, I work here, I live here, this is my community. So I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Let's get on board. And it was a lot of fun kind of figuring out and navigating the different avenues of a nonprofit. Now, you're currently serving on their board, is that correct? I am. I'm the treasurer. This is my second year as the treasurer. It's an executive board of two-year terms. Um, mm-hmm. So this is my last and final year as treasurer. And, well, I'll probably run again next year, just because I do love being involved and uh, and setting up pride. and just There's a big uh, sense of accomplishment mm-hmm. when you're out there at 6 o'clock in the morning on the Saturday of Pride and you're setting everything up and then you have the Pride Festival and you see everyone enjoying it and all the love and you just get this big sense of accomplishment. So it's definitely something that I want to stick with here in the Auburn area. How has it been transferring since y'all have a couple of years now under your belt? How has it changed from when you first started last year to this one this year? Oh, for sure our um, sponsorship levels. We, we, we were really um, gung-ho the first year. We were like, oh, somebody's going to give us like $25,000. <laughs> and so we learned, you know, we learned really quickly to kind of step some of those things back. And mm-hmm. um, really sponsorships were a big um, learning process for us, getting donors, getting fundraising, figuring out what events to plan for the community uh, because we want to have a diverse um, a diverse type of events for all of our community, and then, but we also want it to be something that people are going to come to. So it's kind of hard when you plan events for the public and then nobody shows up, and then you're like, "Well, back to square one. Let's see what else we can do to get mm-hmm. people to come out." I I fully know that trying to do stuff like that at Jacksonville, where I was going to school, that was one of our biggest problems was trying to figure out what people wanted and what they wanted to see. So I fully understand where y'all are going. I guess something else I want to talk to you about is diving back into your drag specifically. You've been around for a little bit. And if I'm not mistaken, you've competed in a few different things, both in the Auburn area and in Birmingham. Tell me a little bit about your experiences in the competition side of things. So, when I first started drag three years ago, um, drag pageants were not on my radar. It's not something that I ever thought I would honestly do. Um, I feel like you have to be polished and neat, and it's a package. You have to put it together. I just didn't think that was me, but I was wrong, apparently. (laughs) Um, So, I've competed in four pageants. Um, Central, uh, Central Alabama Pride Newcomer. Uh, Birmingham Rising Star, Roy G. Biv, and Pride on the Plains. I've won Birmingham Rising Star and Roy G. Biv. And so uh, next year I hope to go back and compete again for Miss uh, Pride on the Plains and Central Alabama Pride as well, and maybe even a couple other titles out there. What I've found in the competition circuit with pageants is that it pushes you to do better. It pushes you to learn more and to... I like competition anyway. Competition is fun for me. I'm a Virgo, so um, (laughs) (laughs) I love competition. But what I really enjoy about pageants is at the end, whether you win or lose, you get judges' comments. And when you read those comments and you look through and you 
really study and understand where you could have done better. You take those comments and you grow, and then the next pageant, you're even better and you're more prepared. And so, yeah. What has been something that you've been working with? It could be in the LGBT community or just in your drag life that has been really hard for you to either overcome or deal with since you've started becoming more active? Probably the fact that I teach public school. Um, I'm a sixth grade teacher here in the local area. And it's kind of like a don't ask, don't tell thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my, I'm pretty sure my principal knows. I have a few colleagues who know. I have a few colleagues who come to the show. They really enjoy it. Um, but they know that it doesn't, that my drag doesn't interfere with my professional life. And that I don't let my professional life interfere with my drag life. I keep those two completely separate things and separate entities. Um, And I think they really appreciate that. The only thing that I'm ever really worried about is if the wrong parent finds out and the wrong parent makes a big enough stink that I probably won't have a job anymore. That's hard to to think about, but it is something that happens, especially here in Alabama. For sure. being in public education, you have a lot of, a lot more people that you have to think about those things with. Since, since you are in the public education system, I know there's been a lot of talk in the news and online through comments and pages and stuff about the LGBT history being taught in schools. Since you're in the public education system, like, what are your thoughts on that? I would love if we had some LGBT history inclusion in our school system. I would, that, (laughs) sorry, public education is a completely separate tangent for me. Um, I don't really like the way our public school system runs right now. Um, The whole reason I got into education is so I could be a teacher, so I could learn the system, and then so I could fix it. Mm-hmm. Because um, I don't think our system, our education system is doing our students justice. And I think there's a lot of things that need to change in order for our students to be better prepared to be adults. Um, and so I think I would love for LGBTQ history to be added into a curriculum somewhere. But I would also love for standardized tests to be non-existent. But <laughs> that's just me. What are some other things that you think would be good outside of obviously adding in LGBT history stuff and the standardized testing, what are some things that you think we could do, whether it be the families of those students or the system itself to, I guess, help better it? It really helps. In in my experience, it really helps when students know that they have at least one person that they can come talk to. And of course, me being that person on campus, that's the, I'm the teacher that everyone comes and talks to, which I don't have a problem with that. I just, would love for there to be a safe outlet for LGBTQ students on campus everywhere, whether it be a teacher, whether it be a specific LGBT counselor who has studied and trained in these sorts of issues, because I see every day growing numbers of anxiety and depression and even just, you know, social cues that are off because they're too afraid to be themselves. They don't know... You know, they don't know if it's okay to be gay. They don't know if it's okay to be different, that they're not fitting into the social norm. And so I just wish that we had an outlet to show students that it's okay to be different. You don't have to be normal. Being normal is overrated. I know if I had had stuff like that when I was in high school, it probably would have 
honestly been a lot easier just to focus on my school itself because I did have a hard time with that when I was younger, which ended up going into homeschooling after that because it was just a lot to deal with. But I really hope we can start getting some of those changes and getting it through because our kids are the future and that's where a lot of our change is going to start coming from in the future is from them. So I really do hope we can get something like that fixed or at least try to better it as we go because just some education because the the fear of the unknown is really just what it is like they fear what they don't know so if we could just show them that hey it's not bad it's not you know witchcraft and voodoo it's just people being humans something else i want to talk about is you talk about having an outlet for students and a person that they can talk to a lot of times for kids there's People, not even that they talk to, but that they look up to. These could be celebrities or people that are just in their lives that they see on a daily basis. But who to you has been somebody that's been really inspiring, whether it just be in your life in general or in your drag career or anything else, just somebody that's kind of been there and like inspired you to do better and to do bigger things. My number one inspiration is my husband, Aaron. He is, he's Kalana's number one fan. And if it weren't for him, half the time I wouldn't have pantyhose on, I wouldn't have nails on, I wouldn't, I mean, he, he literally puts me together almost on a daily basis. So he's a really big inspiration and he runs Support Local Drag and Queer and Company. He started his own little cute little queer merchandising company that he's trying to get off the ground. And he's just He's just a real go-getter, and I just appreciate that about him. He's When he sets his mind to something that he wants, he's not going to stop until he, you know, gets that goal. Mm-hmm. And then um, another inspiration, honestly, would be Chad Peacock, the president of Pride on the Plains. He, he's, It's just real proof goes to show you that when you want something done, that don't wait for somebody else to do it. Stand up and get it done, you know? If you keep waiting and waiting, it's probably never going to get done. But if you have the opportunity to change it, stand up and change it. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about your drag since you have started and kind of your work experience and things of that nature. But since this episode is going to be coming out during June, which is probably one of the biggest months for the LGBT community as it is the LGBT Pride Month, tell me a little bit about pride and what what is the importance of it and why you yourself celebrate it i'm fortunate enough to be able to work with some pretty legendary queens some queens who have been around since the 60s and the 70s and they knew what it was like back in the day when all of this was illegal and when they had to hide and when they had to when they were able to dress up in women's clothing, but they still had to have men's underwear on so they wouldn't go to jail because that was, I mean, that was a law. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, I celebrate pride to pay homage to the people who have come before me because if it weren't for them, if it weren't for the Stonewall riots, if it weren't for Marsha P. Johnson throwing that brick and, you know, starting the riots, if it wasn't for all of our trans brothers and sisters activism in the lgbt community i wouldn't be able to be the out and proud gay man that i am i wouldn't have a successful drag show every saturday with um 
you know, opportunities to travel around the state and compete in competitions and be booked at different bars around the state, both in Alabama and Georgia. And, you know, just have this life of luxury that I honestly, that I do lead. Um, and I think a lot of our generation kind of takes it for granted. I've heard a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to go to Pride. That's not for me. Well, every Pride organization, every Pride festival is going to be different. You may have gone to a Pride festival where maybe it was a little too raunchy for your taste, and that's not the kind of Pride you want to celebrate. I guarantee there's a Pride somewhere that is family-friendly and that is paying homage to the people that have come before us and who have paved the way for us to be able to live the lives that we are able to lead. Is it still hard to be gay in Alabama? Absolutely. But is it illegal? No. And we can thank the people that have come before us for that. Yeah, it's it's a big thing, and we've come a really, really long way. But as always, there's more stuff that we can do and we need to do. Um, there are some countries that are just now getting through the death penalty for just being gay so what is something that you think people in our community here especially in the united states could do to kind of help support or help move things forward and help things keep getting better we just have to come together as a community you know we have to all be behind each other for the same goal. One of my friends wrote a letter to our representatives earlier about the Equality Act that's coming forth in Congress and the Senate. And one of our senators wrote back and said, well, you know, I don't quite agree with y'all having more rights than everyone else. And that's the problem. People think that we want more rights when really we just want the same rights that everyone else has. I want to be able to go to work and not be fired for being gay. I want to be able to go and order a wedding cake and not be turned down because it's against your religious beliefs. Um, and so it's really an education thing. We have to work together as a community for the same goal. Yes, it's nice to have our own little, you know, I, I hate the word click, but that's what I'm going to use. It's nice to have our own little click and our own family and our own niche in the gay community, but we all need to remember that we're in this together and that when one of us fails, we all fail. So we kind of have to be working together to all support the same goal. Now, speaking of that, um, that specific representative's response, um, I don't know if you've been following everything that's been going on. Um, it's been hitting Facebook a lot. Um, I don't remember his name, but there was a mayor in Alabama a couple of days ago made some really really negative comments about the lgbt community and one of the comments he added in was kind of similar talking about how lgbt people are going to get more rights and how it's becoming a problem and everything what are your thoughts on that well my thing is if you're an elected official and you don't even know what the legislation is that is coming forth maybe we need to remove you from your office because if you can't be bothered to read up on the legislation that's about to be passed, then maybe you shouldn't have an opinion on it. And I know he's only a mayor of a town and he's not going to have a vote or whatever, but he definitely has an influence. Being a mayor of a town and having you know that kind of level of authority over certain things, his voice carries further than other people's voice would. So him making those statements, it really kind of sets us back in our fight for equality, in our fight for those equal rights. It's not more rights, it's equal rights, you know. What you're saying about their voice is 
true because as we see, we now have somebody who was just recently a mayor who is running for president. So those voices could end up crossing over and could become a voice that doesn't represent us and doesn't represent our communities or even other communities for that matter. And I fully agree that if honestly, for one, if you're not going to be kind in your position, that, that automatically is not a good thing. But if you're going to actively talk about the things he was toward a community of your constituents, like there's no reason for that. And there should be no place for that. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I guess moving on to a a little bit lighter of a topic, um, (laughs) because that got really dark, really deep, not dark, really deep real quick. But um, I guess tell me about some of your upcoming performances and some of the exciting things that you're going to be doing in the upcoming weeks, because I know you're about to be really busy. I mean, most people are with it being Pride Month, but... Tell me about some of the oh, things yeah. you're going to be doing. Oh, yeah. So this weekend, actually, we're going up to uh, Central Alabama Pride, where I'll be in the I'll be in the Pride Parade as Miss Birmingham Rising Star, and I'll be performing on the main stage on Sunday with the Roy G. Biff cast. Uh, we're going to do the same group number that we did at Pride, that Ooh, you, the yes. nun number that you saw. We're going to do that for Central Alabama Pride this weekend. And then... Um, the next weekend, I host my Royal Drag Race. Every month, I do a Royal Drag Race. I have wonderful competitors coming out. They do a different theme every month. And uh, this month's theme is Summer Realness, because, you know, it's June. You want to see your Summer Realness. So, um, yeah, just a lot of things. One, the Shoals Pride, um, Huntsville Pride, just a lot of stuff coming up in this upcoming Pride Month. I love being busy, uh, but Kalana is definitely not a summer queen. She gets hot. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that some of y'all get out there in everything that you do because me just like going out in a t-shirt or a tank top, I'm already pouring, so I don't understand how y'all handle it out there. That is crazy. I did want to touch because I had completely forgot that you did that competition. So tell me a little bit about how you got that started because I've been following it on Facebook and I love it every time you you talk about it. <laughs> well, thank you. So last year, um, last year was really kind of my first year on cast at Roy G. Bibb with the Roy G. Bibb girls. And um, I was kind of just hosting the show and, you know, performing and stuff. And I kind of wanted to do something to help out Emberly, who is the show director, and her husband, Chad, Emberly has been really busy <laughs> with her uh, Miss Carrot Toss uh, title that she's recently won. Um, and so I'm just trying to help my sister out and trying to keep things going at the bar. So um, we kind of got together and I said, hey, what about instead of an open stage once a month, what if we did our own drag race? And what if, and I listed the themes and I did all this and showed it to her and she was like yes let's get it done let's make it happen so we did a sign up we had people we had you know I was only expecting like six maybe seven people to be interested and we ended up having 14 competitors interested in this competition and it just blows my mind the amount of community support that we have here in Auburn yeah, that is amazing, especially for a smaller area. After seeing yours first get posted um, 
what was it, a few months ago when you were starting this new round, um, I started noticing a lot of other bars and locations and clubs and stuff starting to put together similar things, or I started seeing some of the ones that they had been putting together for the past couple of years. And I didn't realize how many groups kind of do their own local style drag race. And I was wondering, do you think that, I guess, drag race itself and big shows like that have kind of inspired people to start doing this? Or do you think it's just kind of enhanced what people are already doing at the bars? Uh, I think RuPaul's Drag Race has definitely helped the drag community in certain aspects. It's helped bring us more mainstream. It's helped show the world that we are artists. We are entertainers. We're not creepy people who like to dress up in women's clothing and hang out in the dark. Um, you know, it's there's much more to drag than what one might think or what one might have heard through the grapevine. So I really like Drag Race in that aspect, that it's kind of brought drag to the forefront and made it mainstream. But also on the flip side of that, it kind of has put drag in a box because a lot of people, when they go to their, their local drag shows and they watch those shows, it's maybe not on the same par or even in the same genre as what they're seeing on TV. On TV, you see a lot of pageant queens. You see a lot of pretty queens. Um, I was really, really thrilled to see Evie Oddly win this past season. Oops, spoiler alert. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If you don't know by now, then that's your fault. Right. (laughs) Um, But I was really excited to see Evie Oddly win this past season because she's not the norm of drag. Mm -hmm. And so when you go... I would just, every time I tell people who maybe have never been to a drag show before, but they've maybe seen Drag Race and they were inspired by Drag Race to go out, I always tell them, I'm I'm like, this is not what you see on TV. I'm like, that is TV, that is production value, that is just extra over the top too much. And what you see when you come in is just, it's going to be different. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a wonderful time, but it's not going to be what you see on TV. And it really, Drag Race has kind of just enhanced what bars are already doing. Um, like, we've, we've had balls, and balls evolved into pageants, and now pageants have evolved into Drag Race. So if anybody has ever done a pageant before, they'll tell you it is a mini Drag Race because you have different... Um, categories that you have to change into between each phase of the competition and so it's it's really enhanced what bars are already doing mm-hmm. and i just wish people would step up and support their local bars more and not just watch it on tv i know i've seen bars before when a rupaul queen was coming in heck even uh this past weekend at the pub when Roxy came in and then I've seen the other times when no RuPaul or big name queen is there and it's certain areas can still are still getting it really good. But some areas it's like a completely different thing. It's, it's baffling to see it sometimes because those without those local Queens, you wouldn't have RuPaul's drag race or Dragula or any of these shows because they all started somewhere like that too. Every drag queen somewhere started exactly the same. We all started on an open stage, not booked, not knowing what the hell we were doing, fumbling around like a deer who had just been born. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what is something that 
you being a person who has been doing this for a few years now would want to tell somebody first coming into it and is wanting to try all these new things and wanting to try drag for the first time, what would you want to tell them? Don't put yourself in a box. Always try new things. I cannot tell you how many YouTube videos of makeup I watched before I finally figured out what looked good on my face. Because Cora would do half of my face and I would do the other half and it would literally be step by step. Like she would blend in eyeshadow on one eye and I would do the same thing on the other eye. And that's kind of how she taught me to do makeup. But then what looks good on her face doesn't look good on my face because we have two different facial structures. So you have to play around with makeup and you have to see what looks good on your face and what products work with your face because what products work for me may not work for you because we have different skin types and we have different complexions. So it's all a learning process and don't feel like you have to know everything all at one time because it will slowly and surely come to you. All right. Well, Unfortunately, we are almost out of time for today, but um, before we go, I want you to go ahead and give some of your social media and your contact information so if anybody's interested, they can find you or get in contact with you. Absolutely. Um, Like I said, you can catch me every Saturday, most every Saturday if I'm not booked out of town, at the Corner Bar upstairs at Irish Bread Pub in downtown Opelika. You can find me on all social media at Kalana underscore blue. That's C-O-L-A-N-A underscore blue, like blue cheese. Yeah, I'm on all social media as that. You can find me there. And I would love to catch up Kiki and hang out. And we'll also be posting those links uh, in the description for this episode below. So make sure to check that and check on our Facebook page and we'll have that in there for you. All right, guys. And that is all the time for today. So with that, just remember, don't be a drag. Just be supportive. Did you guys enjoy this episode of Don't Be a Drag? Well, if you did, make sure to go to our Facebook and our Instagram to find out more information on Mason and I and what we're going to be doing, as well as news on the LGBT community, as well as drag performers from across the country and the world. Also, if you want to hear more episodes like this, make sure to check out our profiles on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and other podcasting platforms to see all of our episodes from the very beginning. We are also still looking for submissions for our Pride segment that we're going to be doing in a couple of weeks. If you're interested in being a part of it, all you have to do is go to our Anchor profile or follow the link on our Facebook to leave us a voice message. We want to hear who you are, where you're from, and then just tell us what Pride means to you. And depending on the submissions that we receive, we're going to be adding those into our last episode of the June Pride season. So make sure to do that. We want to hear you, hear your stories, and get you involved.